Welcome to the Forest FM podcast, episode 20. I'm your host, Killian Vina, and today I'm joined by co-host Zoe Villas-Springer. In this week's episode, Zoe's going to go through three surefire ways to prevent staff from stealing salon client details. We'll talk about how to conduct amazing one-to-one staff meetings. We'll also have a call in from the Forest Salon Owners Bootcamp over in Edinburgh. And as always, we top off the show with our upcoming Forest Academy webinars. And we've decided to add a little spin to it and start answering some subscriber mail. This podcast is produced every Monday morning for your enjoyment with a cup of coffee on your day off. Now, let's get into the show. Welcome back. <laughs> Cheers. <laughs> I just uh, was listening to last week's episode, Dan, you were mentioning about me in Brussels. <laughs> yes, exactly. That was a great trip. Highly recommend it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is good vibes in fairness. Yeah, I was there... About a year ago now, so yeah. it's nice. Yeah. It was a nice and nice and uh, it's a nice small city, I suppose. You kind of get around yeah. it quick enough. Because yeah. I don't like big cities. I'm scared <laughs> of them. <laughs> I'm going to London in two weeks and I'm gonna get lost. <laughs> oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> so if we kick this off, three surefire ways to prevent staff from stealing client details. So this was basically a blog uh, written by Connor and we um, we refreshed it a little this year. Um basically what he goes through is explaining that it's something that happens, and it happens more than you would expect. So what what are we talking about here? We're talking about... Okay, so we'll basically... I'll give you an example. If, for instance, uh, you're the salon owner, I'm a stylist, uh, you've hired me, I've been working a while now for you, and some someday I decide to leave the salon and steal all your like client database info. So I'm I stealing you. your clients, yeah. and I'm going elsewhere. Yeah. So that, unfortunately, is a situation that tends to happen more than we would expect mm-hmm. or would like to yeah. <laughs> for it to be. But um, It's funny because I was actually just talking about, about this to my mom yesterday. <laughs> you know, it was Mother's Day in Ireland, so we had conversations. <laughs> exactly, yeah. So, um, so what he explains in this is that uh, there's obviously like things that you can do to prevent it. And um, it can, can be overwhelming for salon oh, owners. Oh, absolutely. That's why we're talking about it, because my cousin is a salon owner, and this was an issue. Yeah, exactly. So what he suggests is, you know, first of all, build relationships. And it's not just building relationships with uh, your staff, but mainly with your clients. Mm-hmm. And by this, he means, you know, after a customer's visit, send them an SMS saying something along, you know, something along the lines of like, hey, thanks for coming in today. I'm the salon owner. I just wanted to make sure that... Uh, you know, you had a good time. Is there anything we could improve on? And um, basically setting the tone for like, like this is your business and your name. You yeah, know? I suppose like we talk about kind of if you follow up treatments with, or say say I'm the stylist and I want to send you a message to say mm-hmm. to my clients or whatever to say that oh I have a spare booking. But this is you from the very start setting the tone that it's your salon. Yeah, exactly. And from there, then the staff can say, hey, do you want a booking or anything like that? Yeah, exactly. And um, he also suggests to get feedback from every appointment. Um, and you know this is something you could do with Forest actually actually quite easily. Um, but. Uh, by getting feedback, you know how well your staff is doing as well. Yep. So it's easier to then have kind of like an overview of what's going on in your salon, what's going on with your staff, and then how your relationship with your clients is going as well. So I suppose in this sort of situation, because you can run reports to see, I suppose, uh, what staff member is getting what bookings each week. Mm-hmm. So you could run a report and you see, all right, well, if I've got one stylist is doing 10 appointments, I've, I've been hypothetical here, <laughs> 10 appointments in one day and another stylist then is doing two appointments, it's up to you to balance that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And you, you know, if, if that superstar stylist or therapist, uh, you know, has that many appointments a day and 
it will fuel the ego. Yeah, but then you can actually use that and turn it into a positive thing and maybe ask them to share their tips and tricks with the rest of your team and try and, you know, build something together. So you're not building a group of people that work together, you're actually building a team. Yeah, exactly. And it's everyone upskilling each other. So, like, you might have information I don't know, but you're going to share it to me. There's actually the guys in the grow team, they're telling me to have a barter hour where basically they'll take one hour a week where they share a skill they know with another team member. Oh, really? Yeah. I don't even know about that. <laughs> this only kicked off last week, yeah. Okay. Apps and SMS were telling me. So, like, it again, it's not people competing against each other. It's, comp- it's people working together to help the overall business grow. Yeah, because overall, like like you said, overall, that's your main thing. You want the business yeah. to grow. So if you're just trying to pull on your side of, you know, of the, if you're trying to tug on your side of the rope, I mean, everybody's yeah. just, you know, your goal is not going to be reached. Exactly. Right? So if there is something you steal from this blog, steal the barter hour. <laughs> exactly. And the second tip uh, he suggests is to hire carefully and check references and I know for myself uh, like <laughs> I, mean, I, had, <laughs> I had like six rounds of interviews or something like that I'm supposing you had probably around the same amount oh uh, about 15 <laughs> <laughs> I don't so, know no but like in Forest like there's a there is a strong recruitment process and um and yes it is important that you hire talented people but it also is important to check what other former employees uh former employers, employers. sorry, yeah. <laughs> uh, have to say about these candidates, you know? So yeah. um, I'm from Canada and they still got my references from Canada to call into Ireland. I was so, <laughs> like, it is a really good way looking back on it now, but I remember at the time going, what? You want me to get my references to call you? But looking back on it, the fact yeah, that my references, a different yeah, 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 yeah. my references were willing to call into Forest yeah. and recommend me exactly. as opposed to, oh yeah, I'll take a call. Yeah. Because anyone will say, yeah, I'll take the call. But the fact you've gone out of your way to call their future employer, that shows, I suppose, obviously backs you up. It backs you up. Yeah, definitely. And, you know, like like you said, if you have to just take a call, you might just feel, you know, obliged to say, yeah, yes, yeah that was no, a good employee. Yeah, 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 yeah sure, yeah. hire him. But, you know, in, in the end, by getting people to call you, from their like in, in terms of references uh, you'll get the real gist of what went on in their former job you yeah. know because you can't give a bad reference but you can refuse to give a reference yeah. so if they're going to call in it's not going to be a bad reference <laughs> yeah. unless mm, you've really like pissed someone off <laughs> yeah. who's just out to get you well, then in that case maybe it's your fault <laughs> exactly and then the third tip uh, he says lockdown on salon client details so basically your client details, they're your salon's property. They're your property in the end. You're the salon owner. And that's what it should be, at yep. least. <laughs> so if you're using a book, not a, a software, like they're kind of everybody's details because everybody has to go into it. But when you're uh, using a software, you can you can put different permissions of access and, you know, p- pin codes and stuff. So people don't have access to all um, the, your database basically yeah and it's not you being strict going oh I don't want them to see this see that this happens in every company there like there's administrative yeah. levels in every company yeah. going so like like, like I was saying as well like if you're using a book what's to stop someone pulling out their phone and taking a picture because you've got like these PDF scanners on your phone now where you could take a quick picture yeah. and that will come out crystal clear yeah we're at least with the software lock it down but again it's for the better good 
Yeah. It's not- and like, I mean, you can still give them, you can still, if you're worried of like, oh, if I do this, then they won't have access to their appointments on their phone or anything. That's like, that's not actually true. You can totally give access to them seeing their appointments, seeing their bookings yeah. and stuff but they're not getting access to what's most valuable to you, basically. Yeah, it's also supposed called the read-only. They're able to see it, and they're able to view it, but they can't make those changes in the background. That's down yeah. to you. Yeah. yeah. Um, and uh, there's a bonus tip. <laughs> it's always a bonus <laughs> Surprise. tip. Surprise. <laughs> Build your personal brand. Uh, I mean, as, as, as much as you uh, want to attract new clients, you know, um, or even just retain old ones, you'll have to... Put yourself out there, basically. You need to create something around your name. And it can be uncomfortable, but <laughs> it, it is something that needs to be done. And, like, over time, habits, you'll get used to it. You will. Yeah, and, it's and you know, it's reputation. So if, if you're, like, quite shy to begin with, maybe try and build your online reputation and then your, you know, word of mouth would just happen naturally because people are coming into your salon anyways. Exactly, yeah. You know? So um, something like Twitter, maybe set up a Twitter account and get involved in... So salon expert industry groups, like we have loads of them on Facebook, LinkedIn, yeah. Twitter. Just get involved. Start off small. You don't have to be the big, massive person, <laughs> like jumping in with your opinions. No, listen, answer a few questions. And then over time, when you get more confident on these uh, topics, give your opinion. And then I suppose that'll grow out. Like if you're using Snapchat or things like those, yeah. your followers, your clients will start following. And all of a sudden you've become so knowledgeable <laughs> yeah exactly. you've become kind of like well you've become an expert but an expert online as well you yeah. know present on social media so. if, if you are nervous become a keyboard warrior first and then move on to basically what i mean is hide behind the screen and then start branching out yeah, onto more yeah. visual uh, pro- Until uh media yeah. channels. When, when, when you're more comfortable with it I yeah suppose. exactly yeah. which is so, why we start off on podcasts and not facebook live <laughs> <laughs> there you go <laughs> Um, so, uh, so listen, there, like I mean, there's no like there's no absolute 100% way to prevent people from taking and stealing details from you. But if you do take all the measures possible before you know it happens, then you know you're you're, you're still ensuring that it won't happen, at least you know to the best of your capacities. And this blog here is another perfect one to add on to your SOP manual yeah. for your salon owner procedures. Yeah. Again, it's not harsh. It's nothing like that. It's just it is a procedure. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, now, the second blog that we had on this week was um, had to do with staff as well, actually. Yeah. Um, but it's how to conduct one-to-one staff meetings. So, you know, we've we've chatted a little bit with Valerie Delforge how meetings could be a really, really um, powerful thing and empowering thing for uh, your staff. Mm-hmm. But when it comes to one-to-one meetings, sometimes it's just like, okay, well, what are we supposed to talk to now? Yeah. <laughs> like, what are we supposed to do now? In this? Just end up sitting with a cup of tea <laughs> and you end up chatting about your weekend. So <laughs> yeah. throw a bit of structure around it, make it productive. Exactly. So there's a, you know, they, they first, first of all, um, one-to-one meetings allow to, for you to give your employee their targets and you can talk about their journey within your business. Are they happy? How's it going? Are they overwhelmed with work? Are they underwhelmed? Like, are they looking for more things to do? Uh, You can discuss training, possibly interests. Like, you know, if they want to, um, 
to upskill their well to upskill their uh, their services and stuff. So maybe you know talk about a, a training that they can go on to and possibly eventually give that service in your salon, and um, and then it just helps you build a relationship like a one to one relationship where you don't have the pressure of you know having the entire team around you. Um. Yeah. No. I actually like these because I, I was in a job where I was the only marketer at the time and. So I suppose I was surrounded by salespeople and engineers, so there was no one you could really go to. But I yeah. didn't have these weekly meetings, or if I did have a meeting, it was more a case of, what are you doing? So you did feel lost, and your staff will eventually feel lost if you're not doing these meetings. Now we have meetings every week, and you're actually looking forward to going in, because if you are overwhelmed at work, or if you do feel lost in where you're supposed to go, you have someone to kind of go say it, like, be yeah. honest in these meetings. Yeah. They will, the whole idea is not to cr- criticise your no. work is to support it is okay where can we help you yeah or and how can we hold each other accountable for what we're saying in here exactly you know? which also breaks down any frictions or barriers or stuff like that before they people, even happen yeah so people <laughs> will become more honest with each other because you're having these meetings but also don't as a salon owner don't just go and set out the targets yourself encourage your staff to create their own mm. so like I don't know if yours is the same, but I have like five questions on mine every week and I'm actually looking to add stuff onto that myself every week. Yeah, I have a few as well, but... Um, but you feel more more motivated yeah, about your work because of this. you have an idea of, of where you're going at yeah, least, you know? exactly. Because so, um, everyone needs a bit of guideline. Like, we yeah. don't need direction or told where we're going, but guideline is nice. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so the only thing, though, is that not everyone's going to react the same. No. <laughs> See, me and Killian get along real well. <laughs> Never actually. Oh, yeah, yeah, we do, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, no. <laughs> no, I just forgot to say anything there. But, <laughs> and I realized the quiet sound sounded awkward. <laughs> but sometimes, you know, like I'll get what he means when he has like a project, unless he's, you know, struggling to put it into a, a short sentence. But Can't string a sentence. <laughs> But sometimes what will happen is that you'll say, okay, like you come up with a great idea and then you pitch it to your team and everybody's on board initially, but then a week later, week, sorry, a week later you check in and you're like, sorry, what was that? (laughs) You check in and then no one's actually continued that. Or even remembered sometimes. Or even remembered, yeah. Yeah. And you're like, well, why did that happen? Wasn't (laughs) it a good idea? Everybody agreed to it last week. Everyone was so excited (laughs) to leave in the room and then it just slips their head. (laughs) But see, that thing is, is that not everybody interpret, uh, interprets the things the same and um, not everyone will see the same thing as a priority. So, for instance, if I see, you know, if I don't understand why you're thinking this is a priority, I might not consider it myself as a priority yeah. unless you set it to be it, you know. Exactly. And that's, that's your role and your responsibility. If you want something to change uh, you have to put that effort into making people understand why it's important that it changes. Um, but that also comes back to uh, behaviours and how people understand different things and how people react to different types of... Uh, help me out here. <laughs> I suppose basically what's going on is if you have a project and you've got... So, uh, I'm going to break this down into yeah. really simple terms There you here. go, you're turning right. out. You've, oh, got, yeah. you've got four types of people in your salon. You've got the creative person. Now, everyone might come across as yeah. a real creative because that's the industry you're in. But one person might be more creative than another. The second one could be more analytical, result, results-driven. The third person could be an overall support team player. Mm. And then the fourth one is the conscientious. So someone that's... 
they're afraid of being wrong and they'll, they will work until the tiny, tiny detail is figured yeah, out. Yeah, they're, they're often going to be called perfectionists. Yeah, perfectionists. <laughs> so what, the whole point of this is it gives you a guideline of instead of approaching everyone with the same question or idea, it's knowing who the better person to approach for the question you have. Uh, we're going to have to give an example here. Yeah, so for instance... <laughs> um, Let's see, if I pitch an idea and like I'm, I'm someone who's been a perfectionist many, many times and I'm okay with that. <laughs> just, just a tad, just, just a bit. Yeah. I'm okay with that. <laughs> um, but if you pitch me an idea, then I'm going to look at like, you know, I, I'm going to have to have the, the, the entire picture before I actually get onto it. I'm going to need to understand every little single bit of it yeah. to put it into motion. Whereas, I don't know, for instance, you... So <laughs> we've already done this test, so we have a good idea who we are. Yeah. Someone like me will take that little bit longer, but make sure everyone's on board and kind of everything's going plain sailing. I'm not having to pick up the extra slack from someone else who's coming in real enthusiastic, <laughs> flying, yeah, let's get this done, this is a great idea, and then leaves the room and you're, you're kind of going, oh, what, am I doing their work now? What? Yeah, so sometimes it's just a way of phrasing things so that, you know, Killian would understand it. Okay, this is a priority, so I'm going to try and get everyone on board. And on my side, I'm like, okay, well, I'm going to try and see if, you know, there's any roadblocks further down the line because that's kind of my, <laughs> my I suppose, default uh, reasoning. But and You might, like, there is a test you can do. We've all done it here in Forest. Now, for us, it was a day-long training. It yeah, was it was brilliant. actually the professional one. Yeah, but there is an online version, and I highly recommend it because we're going to go through the four profiles here. We're just going to yeah. go the overview you'll probably be able to identify your staff member and even your clients just by us calling this out. So what have we got here, Zoe? We've got four of them, isn't it? Yeah, uh, just before we get into that, I just want to mention, you know, that free online one, it wouldn't necessarily be as accurate as the professional one, obviously. But oh, no it way, will yeah. give you a good idea, at least, of, you know, where you could stand, I it, suppose. It's an absolute top uh, skim in the surface, an yeah. overview. Yeah, at least it gives you an, uh, kind of an idea of where you're going and, you know, what kind of personalities you have on your team. Yeah. Um, so there, the DISC basically lists four profiles. So dominance, so person who places emphasis on accomplishing results, uh, you know, getting to the bottom line. It's very confident usually. Uh, then influence, a person who places emphasis on, you know, creating, influencing people, persuading others. Uh, they're people, pe uh, people persons usually. Um, then support, that's that's your profile. That's me, yeah. And so someone who places emphasis on It's actually steadiness here, sorry. Yeah, steadiness, sorry. <laughs> um, so I just have to change that, right? Sorry. <laughs> Go on. Uh, and then contentiousness. So someone like me who places emphasis on, you know, high standards, quality, uh, perfectionism and stuff like that yeah exactly yeah so you know when once you know and i once you have an idea of what's going on um and how people uh, work together in your salon you can get a, a concrete action plan uh, to conduct those one-to-one -one meetings so you know the first first bit would definitely be to just catch up informally so you know so not nothing like too long five minutes is grand <laughs> short and sweet yeah you want you want your one-to-one -one meetings to last no longer than an hour then it just drags on and it's just too much yeah and then people zone out like. yeah 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 like most times i don't know for you but my meetings are like 15 to 30 minutes and it's done oh yeah you, know? you cap it at that yeah because otherwise anything said after 20 minutes has just gone straight over the head exactly and like you just see glazed eyes everywhere <laughs> yeah um then you can allow you know the, the the thing you could do is to allow your staff to express you know how they feel what 
what are their concerns, uh, how everything's going in the workplace. So that should usually take, you know, between 10, 15 minutes, I suppose. Uh, you can have a chat about that. And then you, on your side, give constructive feedback on their work. So again, 10, 15 minutes, chat, uh, discuss targets and stuff like that. Um, and then um, you could find something, once you have those targets established, then you can find something that you can both be held accountable for and that you can, you know, review on the next one-to-one. It doesn't have to be every week. Like if, like we have it every week, but we have like specific targets to, to achieve. But if you're, uh, in, if you, if in your business it's more suitable to have it every two weeks, then have it two weeks. Like you know, it's it's all right. Again, it's just understanding you yeah. and your staff. Just, like yeah, what works exactly. best for you. Like we can give you these tips and advice. But you have to make it more bespoke to your salon. Exactly. Yeah. So, you know, that's that's pretty much all it is to uh, to the one-to-one. In that blog, however, there is a, uh, a sheet that you can download. And it, it's basically just, you know, for you to remember, okay, I, I have to chat about this. I have to chat about that. And then you can keep those as a reference for the next meetings and take notes on, on, the, on that sheet. So that's a free download up on the blog. Download it. Add it into your SLP <laughs> manual. There you go. Are we doing subscriber mail now? Yep, subscriber mail. Well, we always end with webinars, so... Fair enough. (laughs) All right. So this is a new one you're after throwing into the mix last week. Yeah, exactly. So our first uh, subscriber mail this week comes in from Jordan. And Jordan says, uh, Hi, I'm the owner, son, and my uh, my main role is marketing and reception work. Our main issue is lack of retail sales. We create good material for Facebook advertising and Instagram posts, which receive decent engagement. However, we don't receive actual bookings from this or make retail sales in the salon. Uh, we're cur- currently not using uh, salon software or SMS email reminders. Your help and advice would be much appreciated. Thanks. So, Jordan, <laughs> <laughs> I saw this question come in this morning. And um, basically, like, I haven't worked in a salon. Well, not yet. I'm about to, about to work in a salon <laughs> yes. in London in two weeks. Thank you. But um, I've worked in loads of shops, you know, through college and stuff like that. And the main thing was you always had these KPIs. And they were all about upselling and stuff like that. Yeah. So what we did, like... I suppose the most basic ones at the booking uh, offer a Dulux option. So basically, this is like when you walk into a store and you see the shelves and you always have your middle range stuff bang on eye line or eyesight, eye level, eye level, that's it. (laughs) Then you have your expensive products where you have to look up to see the expensive ones and then the real cheap budget ones at the bottom. So what we're saying here is if you've got several different treatments for, we'll say, massage or something Mm. like that, Always start off with the top one. It's because always start off with the top one and give choice. The paradox of choice it's called. Basically, you're limiting it down to three options. Yeah. You've got your top, middle, bottom. Mm. People aren't going to want to always go for the top unless it's for a present or something like that because you know it's expensive. Yeah. But people are very rarely going to want to go for the very bottom one because that's the cheap option. They're seen as cheap and stuff like yeah, those. You don't you, see And if you promote it as being, you know, beneficial to you on a longer like you know, on a longer run, they're probably going to opt for the middle one. Exactly. Yeah. So never start off with the most popular one. Start off with one that you want to sell mm-hmm. and then move down. Um, yeah, um, and this this works as check in as well. You know, if if you're trying to if a client comes into a, to your salon on their appointment, um, try and rebook them. You were mentioning you had a problem. Uh, you you were having a harder time booking people in. Yeah. Um, so when your clients come in for their their on day treatment, you know, offer them to be rebooked for the next time. Some won't say yes. Uh, some will prefer. You know, they're 
have like busy schedules sometimes it happens so but most people will actually be like oh yeah sure yeah book me in for like a month like in four weeks that's fine and you know when you get into the habit of doing that then you can also uh, start talking about products within your entire treatment yeah it doesn't have to be at the end exactly and then i suppose to subconsciously upsell um in your waiting area people are sitting around it could be waiting for a couple of minutes anyway a popular thing that a lot of salons do is they tend to leave like beauty mags hair mags stuff like those yeah why not leave like um so if you're selling products why not leave the leaflets to those products on the table yeah People are going to read anyway, so why not read about the, oh, this is a really interesting product, and then they look up and they see it on your shelf. And even like a try me kind of... uh, Like a sample thing? Yeah, like a a sample thing, or just like a little stand, you know, where you can actually try some products there and ask for advice with stylists, therapists, and and then have a better idea of where you're going with all of this. Yeah, it's just a nice way of, without having to stash or stock products absolutely everywhere, because... We could always say the point of sale is the best spot, the, the waiting area is the best spot, but then everywhere they go, they're seeing products, and that is harsh, like it is too extreme. Yeah. But information booklets, because like we said, people are going to read, and gift cards, this is a great place for the gift cards, especially if you're selling your own salon branded ones. If someone buys it, you don't have to redeem it, and you've already got the cash. Yeah. So just kind of a handful of them here and there, litter them around, but tidily presentable, not too in your face. Yeah, so and you know uh, the, the the best thing to sell retail. Um, well, I do actually. I actually run a webinar on this. Uh, in this webinar, actually, there's one part where uh, I talk about the act of listening and how that's like so so important. You could have a client walking in your salon and just chatting away to some other client, and if you you know catch on to oh they have holiday plans or they're going for this kind of vibe or they're concerned about even even when you're consult like at your consultation stage basically make sure that whoever's in that room with your client is very attentive to what that client is saying because if you understand their concerns and their problems then it's easy for you to not like it's not even about selling it basically it's just providing them with an answer to their concerns and then once you do that obviously there's there's not like it's not it doesn't feel pushy so it's not earwigging or nosing into the conversation. It's just being aware of what your clients are talking about. So if, say, myself and Zoe are two clients and we're sitting in and Zoe tells me she's going off to Spain, instantly you're thinking dry, humid country, that hair, that's SPF. going to... Yeah, SPF, sun cream for me, definitely. <laughs> so so, like, pale. Um, but, like, hair, if you know their hair is going to frizz up, you're going to jump in with their... with oh here's yeah. a nice aftercare product or something like that yeah. again tailor to you like once you once you upskill your staff about the products you sell they'll know how to do it themselves because you, yeah. you guys are great at kind of the, getting the conversation going and making yeah. things seem seamless it doesn't even feel like selling to your clients because they've gone to you for a specialist service they want to make sure they're getting the value long after so think of your afters here you're not just doing their hair or their beauty or their makeup or their massage there yeah you're getting that after care as well exactly um so i hope that answers your question uh, jordan now our second subscriber mail comes in from drago and drago says hi zoe the number one salon marketing problem we're having uh, we're trying to solve is that you know we're trying to figure out where our future customers can come from so facebook newspapers tv etc so we're talking getting new clients here exactly if people can't find you on google that 
is a problem yeah. for sure. You know, because if you're trying to attract new people, um, it means that in their minds they don't know you. They're gonna go and look up on Google uh, salon in whichever city you're in, and if you don't pop up. Then they you're invisible. Yeah, exactly. They How are they going to know about you? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And the same for like if they don't follow, if they don't know about you at all, then they don't follow you on Facebook. So how could they, you know, come into your salon? So the first thing you'd have, uh, I'd say, to, to check out is your online reputation. And um, so make sure that you're visible on on Google and ideally on the first page because if you're on the second page. Goodbye. Yeah, <laughs> there's barely no chance of people. Even if you're on kind of like the last two, three, nearly, you're yeah. just yeah. So there's a few things you can do for that. First of all, you can um, claim your business on Google. Google my business. Yeah, and if you're a first client, uh, we can actually help you with that. Um, we've got a team dedicated to uh, online reputation. Yep. Um, but then you can also try and get more reviews because the more reviews you get, uh, the more you'll bump up into the uh, uh, Google rankings. So you'll be higher on the page. And that's just something that Google does because you're seen as being like an expert in your field or in your area at least. This is like your easiest way of bumping up your SEO for yeah. anyone that's aware of SEO, search engine optimization where you have to do, uh, it's, a, it's a big long chore, but basically yeah. it's keywords, blogs, direct traffic. But what's always talking about here, this yeah. is your simplest form of getting your business found on Google. Yeah, and then another thing you could do, uh, sorry, is, you know, possibly try and increase referrals. You have clients already. Mm -hmm. uh, you're trying to get new ones. And if you reward your current clients for bringing in new people, then hopefully you can get them in and, you know, keep them as a loyal customer eventually. But, you know, word of mouth is still one of the most powerful things. Well, what they say costs like 10 times more to get a client than it does to retain it. And yeah. I was just helping a client there with an email this morning about setting up a referral program. You, for anyone using tree cards or any sort of loyalty scheme, you just reward clients that have referred another client a couple of points or yeah. maybe, yeah, we don't say discounts, but like extra value then to that client. Yeah. So and then, and then they'll, you know, I'd be entitled, like not entitled, yeah. but like I'll, I'll feel like I should do it because you know what, you've given me a great care I love your bit. I love get doing business with you, and then why not just refer it to someone who's looking for it? You know. Let's think about it like this: at lunchtime, I turn around to Zoe or anyone on the marketing team. Go, I'm hungry. I want to try somewhere new. Or where will I? Where do you recommend? I'm getting five people recommend recommended. So I'm not going to just go to one. I'm going to go to all five and see which <laughs> one works for me. Yeah. People talk. Yeah, and think about it. Like now with social media, like for instance, I'll have over a thousand friends on Facebook. I just post something on Facebook. Well, la di da. No, you know, people have way more than that. Like, yeah. But it's just, it's just like, think about it. If you have me as a Facebook fan, but no one else in my network, mm -hmm. and I talk about it, then you've got another thousand potential customers right there. Yeah. So multiply that by the amount of customers you have, and, you know, you've got a massive database right there. So already we have, ask your clients to refer an, uh, a friend, and if they do, you can give them the three care points. Or secondly, ask your loyal clients for a nice review on Facebook or, on or Google. even Google <laughs> yeah. or Yelp as well. Yeah, yeah, they'll all feed into Google anyways on the on the Google page. So yeah. that all works and helps you uh, increase your SEO value, I suppose. It's SEO without effort. Yeah, exactly. And without cost. <laughs> oh, definitely, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Dive into those two options for sure and then uh, go from there.
So that wraps up our subscriber mail. And I suppose just before finishing off the show, we have a guest caller all the way from Scotland, just so people know we're based in Dublin here. <laughs> yeah. but, um, so who do we have on the phone? We have Chris Brennan. Hello, good morning. Oh, um, good afternoon, I suppose. Good yeah. afternoon. And for anyone that doesn't know who Chris is... Uh, Chris is um, content manager uh, here in Forest on the marketing team. So um, basically my full, boss. <laughs> Zoe's boss and full of marketing knowledge, which is why he's over at the Forest Salon Owners Bootcamp. So Chris, how'd it go? You just finished up, aren't you? Just off the stage? Yeah, we're just, we're just wrapping up right now. Um, it went really well. Uh, it's a nice collection of topics and presenters to talk to uh, Forest clients all about how they get not only the most out of their system, but some inspirational talks from uh, salon owners as well, and um, tips and tricks on how they can really maximize the use of not just the system, but also their management and marketing skills as well. Um, yeah, it went really nice. It was we're in the uh, Waldorf Astoria, which I even sound fancy saying that. Like the way it's just thinking that does sound fancy. So fancy. So basically, there was uh, there was a few talks. You gave one. Uh, what was your talk about? Um, it started off with uh, Declan from our training team, and you focused on reports. Yeah. And then we moved on to Barbara of the training team, who talked about the marketing and the, I guess um, theories and practicalities of marketing, but also infused with our system. So it shows you not only why you should do this, but also how you can do this in simple terms using Forest software. Then moved into online reputation, presented by moi. <laughs> and then finally we had a um, speaker from Zest Day Spa, our skin spa, Louise Catwell, which she just finished and she's remarkable. Really inspiring stuff, dedicated to um, how she's managed to maintain the business while also trying to conduct her personal goals and her family goals and things like that. Like really things that even I think Forest, I've been really meaning to connect more of that on the content we talk about because it's such an important factor when it comes to salon owners and we kind of tend to just jump more onto the business side of things but yeah. in the end we're doing this business to promote the healthy happy personal life so I loved what she said and I could actually listen to her talk for more and I think that this is definitely a person who wink wink could be interviewed on the Forest FM <laughs> <laughs> Why didn't we think of that now? <laughs> Got the memo there. <laughs> <laughs> All right, thanks for that um, tip there, yeah, 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 Chris. <laughs> I think that the net trajectory of the day as well, um, we started on reporting, so it's kind of like what's the most important aspect of your business, like from what you're actually doing right now, um, what, where, where you should be at, where you're currently at now. Then we move it into marketing primarily with your client list, so that's current clients, the whole client retention. Yeah. yeah. Move into online, which is about brand awareness, create new clients. Then kind of bring them back to why why salon owners do the things we do, that kind of thing. So it's a nice, well-rounded day, full of treats, tea and coffee, things like that. So I think it was fun. Like I could easily be up for more. Anyway, I think the audience felt the same. Sweet. So this is kind of this is the first of a few upcoming ones because I know when we sent out this email, it was originally intended for Edinburgh, but we got so much feedback on when's it coming in Manchester, when's it coming to London. Yeah. So I guess this could be the start of a few of them. Yeah, I mean, I think these campaigns run like uh, basically how we run on 
male features, like usually we do a sample, we do a test to make sure what we're actually putting together is actually relevant, useful, and interesting to our clients, our audience. And uh, it's terms like we decided to use Scotland, got a great response. Um, and absolutely, we've been requested at other locations, which we will um, definitely be looking into. I don't know what the next one is going to be based, but it'll be coming soon enough. And I'll have to talk to Alex and Sinead on the PR event team, and they will let me know, let you guys know um, where the next location is. But I think definitely off the back of this, I think there's plans to do more. And soon. Amazing. Yeah, Cheers. sounds great. And for anyone that does want to get involved, I mean, like, you're used to talking to the trainers on the phone, you're used to talking to the support. This is that more personal, hands-on approach. So yeah. if you do ever kind of feel, the over, feel overwhelmed or anything like that, look out for these events and you kind of... It's more nurturing, I suppose. Yeah, I suppose, yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, these events came off of the back of requests, like... Off requests. We're definitely working in a people-facing industry, and we want to be as people-facing as we can, so we set up the Salon Owner Summit, but why make that an annual event so they're looking at making more and more? Because it's so great to be in the same room with people, and that's where we get such great feedback and ideas based on what we talk about. So it's kind of a goal of ours this year is to get in the room with as many of our clients and get the conversation going on a new level as well. That sounds great, Chris. We're going to leave it at that because that's, I suppose, that's the best way to end it, isn't it? <laughs> well, listen, safe trip back to Ireland and all the best. Absolutely. Cheers. Thank you very much, Thanks so much. All right, chat soon. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. So that's the Forest Salon Owners Bootcamp. He sounds tired. I think he just flew out this morning. A few of them went out last night. He should yeah. have followed through to them. <laughs> but um, yeah, sounds good overall. And again, very hands-on and stuff like that. So speaking of boot camps, uh, we move on to webinars. Yes. So this week, webinars, um, there's actually none. Um, the next one is set for April 10th on that's Monday. Uh, it's the Salon Retailing Masterclass. So that's the one I was mentioning just earlier on. So Monday, April 10th, Salon Retailing Masterclass from 10 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern Time uh, in the U.S. So that's like the New York coast uh, region. And then that's 3 p.m. to 4 p.m. UK and Irish time. So just following up on Jordan's query earlier about how to upsell, that would be the webinar to jump on if you oh, want yeah. to find out how to upsell your products, but also get your staff involved in upselling products. Oh yeah, and we have over 150 registrants at the moment oh, anyway. 174 so, so far, so, uh, so best of luck with that one. <laughs> yeah, no, but definitely do jump, jump in on it and, and I'll be able to answer some of your questions as well uh, on the day or at least within the next 24 hours. So um, if you have any questions, prepare them, write them down, come on and tune in on to April 10th, the Salon Retailing Masterclass. That's what we're there for get your answers <laughs> yeah brilliant so yeah overall great show hope you uh learned hope a you lot enjoyed it. yeah hope you enjoyed it um please uh, let us know uh, you can leave us a little review on itunes uh, and we're gonna do what we comments. tell you to do and <laughs> refer a friend exactly. pass the link on to a friend get everyone listening to the show <laughs> <laughs> yeah so listen have a, a beautiful monday and we'll catch you next week cheers